You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. Welcome to episode 21 of The Collected Podcast with Jess Biondo, Tia McNelly, Michaela Hooper. Today on the podcast, we're very excited to have the final in our trilogy of host interviews. Yes. So today we are interviewing Michaela. Michaela, you knocked it out of the park, kiddo. Thanks. It was awesome. I learned so much Thank about you. you. Yes. I thought I loved you before, and oh. now I love you even more. Oh my gosh. You guys, without further ado, here is our interview with Michaela Hooper. Michaela. It's your turn. It's my turn, guys. We've been waiting for this. <sighs> Honestly, I am very excited about this interview because, you know, we, we haven't been friends that long. It feels like we have, but we don't have the length of friendship that brings all the history out. And mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm very sure I'm going to learn something new about you today. Mm-hmm. I feel like I learned something new about both of you guys a lot. Yeah. yeah. So let's dive right in. Yeah. Tell us about your upbringing, because actually I have no idea about your upbringing. Are you than, serious? Yeah. Other than you have <laughs> a lot of siblings. Except for that time we sat in Costco, and oh we gosh. sat on the couches in Costco, Jess and I, and we talked about our lives, and we were both like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much we don't know so about each other." No. So there's probably still a lot more. Um, well, I was born and raised in California. Um, I am 37 years old. Whoop whoop. And I'm the youngest of seven kids. Um, it's a lot of kids. A lot of kids. Just in case somebody missed the seven. Seven. Um, most of my siblings are married, and there are 19 grandkids. Oh, my goodness. And I have two, there are two, um, like, great grandkids. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's really, like, I love my family. Family's really important to me. Um, I feel like... You know, when you're when you're in a big family, there's just like it's organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my parents telling us kids like after number four, they just were like, "Well, let's have another one." You know, like what, <laughs> what's what's, what's one, more? one more? You know. Um, but I mean, I'm so grateful that they were they were in a place where they trusted the lord to mm. guide them and provide for our family um my parents were in the ministry like as as long as i can remember they were doing something um in the church whether um so in that sense ministry they were my dad was working in the church um my mom stay at home mom but also doing a lot of other things um related to to church stuff um, as well. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, so yes, I am a pastor's kid and also a missionary kid. Um, my parents, I guess I was, uh, in my teens, they decided to, um, go into full-time missions work. So, um, they would, we actually lived in Russia when I was 12 for six months and it was myself and my two siblings right above me. 
um, a sister and a brother, and we lived in Russia for six months and worked with a local church, and that was actually the first time I'd ever been overseas, and I was like, I want to travel for the rest of my life because this is incredible, and then after that, um, I mean, I traveled, I've traveled quite a bit um, to Africa, India, Mm -hmm. the Philippines, um, England, like you lived in just, England for a bit. I yeah? lived in England um, right after college for almost a year. That trip like totally changed my life. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, one thing I will say about my childhood that I like that sticks with me and with all of my siblings and my nieces and nephews now um, is that my parents would say, "Remember who you are." And I remember this one time I was like, um, "I know who I am. I'm Michaela Hooper." Like, why are you, why do you always tell me, remember who you are? And of course they knew why, but, and I was kind of being a sass, but I, you know, I know my parents were meaning like, remember who you are. Remember you're a child of God. Mm. Remember you're Michaela Hooper. Like, don't forget that because that's truly the most important thing that you and I can remember. So identity was something that your parents spoke into you from the very beginning. Yes. That's wonderful. And I honestly... I mean, and this isn't to discredit my parents whatsoever, but I don't think they actually realized the, the impact mm-hmm. that that had on all of us kids and my nieces and nephews. Like, it's literally like a, we say R-W-Y-A, remember who you are. Like, that's wow. our, like, it's like a family, like, you know, marker for us, like, or we, we all got it, um, like, stamped on a leather bracelet. Wow. And, um, you know, so it's just cool. Like, I don't, I don't think... I think sometimes we don't realize how powerful the things are that we say, um, and they just kind of become the norm, but actually um, it has great power, and it can be for good or for bad. You know, like it can Mm -hmm. be positive or negative, and so um, I'm so grateful that my parents Mm -hmm. would say that to us kids. Michaela, it's so encouraging. I mean, honestly, as a parent, like we... We tell our girls constantly, you are McNellies. And we tell them what that means, like mm-hmm. what our family is about. Mm-hmm. And so just to hear a grown woman who is such a God-honoring human being say, okay, that kind of thing that my parents constantly said to me mm-hmm. really did impact me. Mm-hmm. It's super encouraging. Yeah, and because it's really easy to forget who we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And like, beyond being McNellies or Hoopers or Beyondos, it's like, Regardless of your last name, because some people's families aren't True. something they'd want to cling to, right. but you are a up, child yeah. of God. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we've, I know I do. I, I can so easily or quickly forget mm-hmm. who I am and what I carry. And, you know, when that happens, we find ourselves in some difficult places and, yeah. you know, and situations and decisions and things like that. And so, you know, you learn to navigate that, but I think that um, we learn to navigate it. Hopefully, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Um, and sometimes it takes longer, yeah, um, to walk through something and really discover who we are in the Lord. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of what yeah. you carry, I do have a question about that. Yeah. So, when at what point in your growth and your upbringing <laughs> did you discover your anointing for worship? Yeah, so I I grew up in a musical family. Okay. Um, so that was awesome. Like 
music was constantly being played in our house. Um, like we would go to different churches and sing. People were like, you're like the Von Trapp family, but <laughs> Christian. Oops, sorry for that ding. Um, anyway, so I um, I think that I, I started to realize um, that worship was something that I, I was like, I want to do this all the time, mm-hmm. which really like we're all called to mm-hmm. be worshipers um, and to, to magnify the Lord um, and what we do and what we say. But just through music, like that was one way that I started to realize how close I felt to the Lord when, um, you know, when we worship, it's we're like calling in, calling his presence into an, an environment or um, into a situation or whatever. And so I think, um, not whatever, but I think that we um, worship in that sense, like praise and adoration is really powerful. And so when I started doing that um, at a young age, like I just, I mean, I was really young, um, but I think when I was probably like 14, I thought, wow, this is something that I I really love to do. And it's how, it's where I feel the closest and most intimate to the Lord. And um, I know it started when I was young, but to really identify that for myself um, and it not be something that somebody else was even wanting me to do. I love that. um, Which I think that that's sometimes how it starts. But then really at the end of the day, we have, like, I had to take ownership and identify that for myself, not for anyone else. So, um, and yeah, so I like sang on the worship team when I was a teenager in my church and, um, just had different encounters with the Lord, um, in my time of worship that really solidified that for me, like where I knew that it was something that I carried, Mm um, because partly because of the freedom that it brought in my life. And so therefore, I knew that as I sought the Lord in mm. those times, um, there would be, yes, greater freedom for me and greater intimacy for me, but also for others. That's an interesting thought. Can we sit on that for a second? Yeah. Of like recognizing what we carry and and maybe being told or recognizing some some situation in the past or like a ministry that you've stepped into that sort of identifies your anointing should always bring freedom. But mm-hmm. that's not going to be something that puts you in the bondage of feeling like you have to do something. Right. Because I know you always say yes. That's like a thing for you. Mm-hmm. That when you're asked to facilitate worship, you just kind of said to yourself, I'm going to always say yes. Yeah. yeah Does that make you ever feel like you're bound to that or do you feel freedom in that? No, I mean, I think I feel freedom in it because it's where I feel the most intimate with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So um, there are times where I may not want to do it, Mm -hmm. but our worship and adoration, our praise really should never be contingent upon how we feel Yeah, because God is worthy of our adoration mm-hmm. and our praise and our honor, regardless if we feel like it's what we want to do. Mm. When our um, feelings aren't always truth. Right. Yeah. They're rarely tr- truth at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. think, 
Um, something that the Lord revealed to me um, probably when I was in college, just in a really tangible way, is that you know, the more intimate we are with the Father, it breeds an awareness of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So intimacy with the Father breeds an awareness of the Holy Spirit. So as as we you know, we connect with the Father and we as we become more intimate with Him, specifically for me in worship, um, there's a greater awareness to what the Holy Spirit's doing around us. And I believe we experience freedom in worship because we're in His presence. So you can't help but be in His presence and not be set free. So good. So I think that, you know, that's recognizing what we carry is really important. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be all easy and, right. you know, it's just, it's always going to flow. Um, and I think there's actually something really beautiful when there's tension in what we carry. Um, That's, I love that. Because mm. I think it causes us to to become more aware of the fact that it's not us that's mm. doing it. You know, it's not us. It's the Lord. Um, so you're just like a fount, Michaela, <laughs> of wisdom and goodness. I love well, and that. I think some of that tension too. That's so good because <laughs> if you're experiencing that or some opposition, then sometimes that's confirmation that you are on the right path. Because <laughs> if we're really living out of the authority of like that, God has given us and doing what we're supposed to be doing then, I mean, the devil's not going to want that Mm-mm. because there's power in that and you're impacting the kingdom of God. Like every time you open your voice to worship mm-hmm. or speak about the Spirit or give someone a word, you know, that you're getting from this Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I mean, that sends ripple effects throughout the kingdom of God. Yeah, And I think for everybody, when we're walking out our calling, it's going to impact the kingdom in ways we don't even comprehend and we'll, we may never see in our lifetime. Yep. And so there's going to be opposition to that. Right. Yeah. And Michaela, like, even in the short time I've known you, you've had such a huge impact on my life and mm-hmm. showing me what it means to listen to the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and mm-hmm. and how to, like, be attuned to what God might be telling me personally, because mm-hmm. i never done that before. And so mm-hmm. even just being around you yep. has changed me. Me too. Mm-hmm. That's really encouraging. Um, I think... I think like, well, and I I think I'm aware of this partly because I've been in both places where it's like, you know, I've forgotten what I carry. Mm -hmm. And so when there is a tension, um, it's harder to to walk, you know, like it's harder to walk it out. Um, And then I've also experienced the times where, there is the tension, but I'm aware of what I carry, like, and I'm walking in that awareness. Yeah. Um, it's not like you lose, you don't lose what you carry. Mm-hmm. We don't lose that. And that's, I truly believe because of how, like, because of Christ and what he's done for you and I, like, we don't lose what we carry. Mm-hmm. We, we never lose that. No We're, matter what you do. No matter mm-hmm. what you do, we are created by God, and we carry His image, and we carry the fullness of Christ in us. So however that's meant to manifest itself, Mm -hmm. 
that will always be there. So when we're aware, mm-hmm. you know, the tension, it, when there's tension, I think that's like, it's just easier in a way to like, to, to walk out what we carry in the midst of the tension. And when we're not aware, it's harder. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's what I found. Like, it's just, it's, it can be um, at times harder. And so I think that that's like, um, yeah, that's some of the the challenge. But God is always present. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's even when it we're not as aware, um, he always reminds us yeah. that he's present. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the ease comes from. Yeah. Ultimately, it's like, okay, like you are near, you do see me as righteousness. Yeah. You do know me by name. You did create me to carry this anointing. You did, you know, like, yeah. And that's like speaking the truth of who I am in him, even in the times where I either don't believe it, like there's not peace in it in myself, or I'm walking through something difficult, or, you know, you name it. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where it's like, okay, like declaring who I am, who he is mm-hmm. and who I am in him. Like, I think that's, that's the important thing is like, first and foremost, we declare who he is yeah. because when we know who he is, then we know who we are because yep. we're made in his image. Like, it's just, you know who God is, you know who you are. It's so good. You guys, we have new sponsors for the podcast. So <laughs> We're going to come right back to this conversation in just a second, but we want to give a huge shout out to Clean Juice. Woohoo! Had one today. Yep. I'm holding my Clean Juice mug right now that says healthy and body, strong and spirit. Mm. And that is you, Michaela, 100%. Tell us what your favorite Clean Juice product is. Okay. So I don't think it's actually on the menu anymore. Oh, but- yeah? Here's a little secret if you don't know. You can there's a lot of things you can add to your clean juice goodness. That's true. So I really like to do the chocolate one with fresh mint. Mm, just a little bit. Good. Not too much, or else it tastes like toothpaste. You which got me you don't hooked want. on that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about that when we interviewed Kat and Landon. Yeah. So Kat so. and Landon Eccles are the owners of Clean Juice. Mm-hmm. And they were our first workshop our first interview on the podcast, and now our first sole sponsorship of the podcast. Amazing. They're incredible, and we are so grateful to Clean Juice. And um, by the way, their episode remains the most listened to episode of the Collective Podcast today. Yeah, it. it still gets new listens all the time. So go listen to episode it. one, guys. Michaela, before our little sponsor break, you were talking about declaring who you are and who God is even in the midst of struggle. And I think, you know, it's easy to declare these things about ourselves and about God when things are easy, but you've been through a lot of struggle too. Um, And I was wondering if you would like to open up about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think um, I just want to say first, like, Struggle is, I know it looks different for all of us. So um, my struggle, my process is going to look different than yours, Tia, or yours, Mm -hmm. Jess. And I think that um, 
that's that's something that amazes me about God is that he meets each of us yeah. in our own special way. And so I just want to start off by saying like God will always be present to us in our process regardless of what it is, regardless of what we've gone through, like he will always be present and he will always meet us in the exact way yeah. that mm-hmm. we need him to meet us. So um I just pray that whoever listens to this that is going through something hard, that you'll lean in Mm -hmm. and that you'll allow the Lord to meet you. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm really like in a um, very fresh season of loss um, and grief. And um, I lost my sister and brother-in-law in in September of last year, Um, tragically uh, and very suddenly. And then um, my niece at the very end of December. Um, and I have experienced loss before my um, before this. My mom passed away in 2009 from cancer. And I, I just want to start with that first because I think um, our like process of grief is very different in different situations. So you really can't compare any process to another. Um, cause it looks different again, like I said, for everyone, but one thing that the Lord really showed me when my mom passed away was, um, to really dive in to difficult conversations with him and honest conversations. Um, because I accepted the Lord when I was really little and I think there was, um, a time in my life where I didn't think, I didn't feel like I could be fully myself with the Lord, um, and sometimes with other people and I compared myself a lot and, you know, didn't feel like, um, I was, you know, who I, who I, who he wanted me to be. And, you know, just that whole identity piece. Like, I think that was a struggle for me actually, um, growing up. But when my mom passed away, um, it was actually a few months before she passed and I was having, I was talking to the Lord and I was so angry and, I was just saying all of these things and saying things that I probably had never said to the Lord and yelling at him and, you know, just like saying, are you really who you say you are? And, you know, and asking the hard questions. And the Lord just showed me in that time, like how important it was for me to express those things that were on my heart and really like, and not hold back and be vulnerable and say whatever I felt like I needed to say to him. And he was like, I just heard Holy Spirit say like, he can handle mm-hmm. your questions. Like he can handle it. He's God. And um, and I'm so grateful that I was even in a place where, where I could like hear that, you know, like that it was so clear and um, that the Lord was just like, I can handle all of these questions and I can, I can handle what you have to say to me because I'm God. And and I am present and I know what you're going through. So to now like fast forward to just the season of um, having lost my sister and brother-in-law and my niece and um, it's very fresh. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, there's no explanation for, um, for it, you yeah. know, like, there's no like, well, it's just, this is what happened, you know, like, um, 
there's no explanation for these things happening in the timing that they did and yeah. um, so close in time to one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I know that it's really hard to like, um, to put words sometimes to how you, how you like feel or how you process or mm-hmm. even knowing how you feel about God in the midst of, of loss and the midst of grief. But, um, you know, I have felt the Lord's presence in the midst of it. And the one thing, one of the things that I've continued to hear him say is lean in. And, um, I was actually, I was talking to my counselor about this and huge fan of counseling. So yes to counseling. Yes. Yes. And amen. Um, so, but I was talking to my counselor about it and, you know, they, she was like, well, maybe it's, um, maybe part of it is leaning into your, your, what you're feeling and the emotion and allowing God to meet you in that. And, um, it's like, you know, I, I had experienced that before, but I think that was really helpful, helpful for me to be reminded that leaning in can look very different, like leaning in, there's a part of it that I feel like the Lord's been like, lean in, like put your head on my chest and let me to be comforter. Like he's not just the comforter, he is comforter. Mm -hmm. And even how we use words to describe who he is and the way that we say it is really powerful. He is comforter. He's not just like, I don't know. It's, it's weird when I say it in my mind, I'm like, whoa, um, it's crazy. So it, it's anyway, it's hard to conceptualize. It's hard, yeah. yeah. And I think we do that each in, very individually. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I share that because I think sometimes it's hard for us to really sit in our pain. Mm-hmm. And as um, believers, we sometimes want to say, "Well, God is good." Yeah. And everything is going to be okay. My counselor and said that to a me smile, last week. <laughs> with a smile on our face. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because God is good, mm-hmm. and that's truth. And I found that even in this time, like how powerful it's been to worship, yeah, and to be in the midst of worshipers, and to be surrounded by His presence, mm-hmm. and it's so powerful. But if we say that to negate the process mm-hmm. of our pain, yeah, and our loss, we actually almost put God at arms. Mm. Link, yeah, length, and we don't actually allow him to meet us where we're at to be comforter, to be comforter, yeah. And I truly believe that God's always looking for invitation from mm. you and I. He's giving invitation, and he's he's also waiting for invitation from us to process and to journey together. And so, um, worship is that for me. It's yeah. it's an invitation. It's a an exchange between him and I. And he and I, and so I think that, um, Mm. you know, that's something that's actually been really healing for me, um, is to worship amongst my church family and to be in the midst of that and knowing that I'm not the only one that's going through something difficult, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other things happening around me, Mm -hmm. a lot of other challenges, but we're all here and we're all like echoing this anthem of God is good 
and he is present and he will be faithful. But it doesn't mean that we negate what's happening in our hearts because God is faithful and God is good and he's present to what's even happening in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So That's good. I truly believe like we get to experience the fullness of who he is in our pain, in our sorrow. You know, it says in Psalm 34, if you've never read that, um, he's, he's close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's turned my morning into dancing. Mm. You know, like, um, so just, yeah, I just pray that that's a word of encouragement for someone that is going, that listens to this, that's going through something difficult. Like God is close. Yeah. He is near. So lean in, press in, mm. allow him to meet you in that because he's faithful and he's God. Yeah. So he's big, big enough. He's big. He's bigger than um, anything that is before you and before us. So, um, yeah, find rest in that. That's so good. So, Thank you for sharing that and for being so open and vulnerable with Mm -hmm. us because I know it's all still fresh, but I think what you said needed to be said and needed to be heard by someone. Yeah. And cry. Yeah. I didn't cry. I was like, I might cry. You did it. That's crazy. Um, But cry. Like, allow yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. So anyway. (laughs) Man. I don't know if that's a great note to end on, but, you know, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And I want to say, too, if if you have a desire to experience what Michaela carries, you have every opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. at a collected workshop. And so Mm -hmm. we would just encourage you to ask the Lord if um, inviting Collected to come to your community and facilitate a workshop for your people is something that that He's leading to happen. And if that's so, then you will get to experience the incredible anointing that is on Michaela for worship. So, Michaela, thank you. Yeah. We love you. Love you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you on the other side. All right. Remember who you are. <laughs> Simba. <laughs> Michaela, oh, that was amazing. Oh, man. Thanks, ladies. Thank you for just how open and honest you were about the things you're still grieving right now. Yeah. And being raw about that and speaking mm-hmm. to our listeners, who I'm sure some of them are, are going through things mm-hmm. um, and just wrestling through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's valuable, too, for, you know, when you're in like in in people's line of sight, you, you know, you're visible to, to people and you're doing something on a public platform like this to for us to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. to be honest about the things that we're walking through in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a, that's a challenge for me. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like I like, I like to be able to have things all nice and figured out and then present mm-hmm. what I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Lord has really shown me that I need to be more like Michaela. <laughs> In a lot of ways, <laughs> but really just to, to be open about the process, you yeah. know, that's super helpful to people. Well, I think, especially in our society today, you know, things are very much like go, 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 start to finish. That's a wrap. Move on. Mm-hmm. That's ingrained mm-hmm. in a lot of what we do yeah. in society. And I think you, I mean, you can't do that with grief. No, I don't think you really can do that with any process. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's at least what I've found with grief is that 
it's an ongoing process mm-hmm. and you, um, I mean, you, it, I just feel like it's a lifelong process to be mm-hmm. honest. Like there's no point at which it's like, well, that's done. Yeah. And we're moving on. Like, that's interesting. You said that my mom said to me one time and I didn't fully understand it until what you just said. She, I just, I can be very ready, set, go. That's a wrap. And we're done. Mm-hmm. And she said to me one time, Tia, you really need to let the grass grow a little bit. Like, yeah. And in the moment Mm -hmm. I was like, but why? The clippings can become compost to help the next thing grow. You know, like that's so my personality, (laughs) right? Yeah. But she's right. Like sometimes we do just need to let the grass grow a little bit and Mm -hmm. like let the breath of God blow through the, you know, the blades of grass. And Mm -hmm. I don't know where that metaphor is going, but. Well, then that's when you actually get an opportunity to like cut the grass like true you can't cut it if you don't allow it to Dang. process because like, if you try and off. cut it too early you're digging <laughs> into your soil yeah and cutting up your roots oh, i don't know does that that's fit? really good i think there's something there <laughs> i think there's a lot there <laughs> listeners please could you email us yeah. go take it and, further and connect these please. thoughts for us <laughs> tell us what we're trying to say i think it's really good y'all i really do i feel like that was very coherent yeah. but in all seriousness if there's anyone out there that um has listened to this episode and you have something that you want us to pray for yeah. um or you're processing grief like you're in grief right now um because of loss or whatever like um please like email us because mm-hmm. we would love to hear from you. And we, we want to know how to pray for you. Yeah. Hello so. at collectedworkshops.com. Yeah. Michaela, will you just pray for the grieving? Sure. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So Father, we come to you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are always near, that it says in your word that you're close to the brokenhearted and that you, um, you see us, Lord, you know us well, and you see far beyond what we can see. So even in um, whatever process our listeners are in right now, Lord, we just ask Holy Spirit to come and restore and be comforter. Mm -hmm. And I ask Holy Spirit that if anyone um, is, just feels like they're lacking hope, that there would be um, a restoring of hope as they've listened and as they are um, present in this um, this episode. So we thank you for it and we trust you for it because we know that you are God of hope. Mm. And we ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you everyone for listening in this week. We'll we love you. See you next yeah. Thursday. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find The Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org.
Support for The Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early. Music by Asaf Alon.